This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, November 29th. Corey, we have some local sports news to actually talk about here because we are now not quite in the full swing of things, but they're ramping up pretty quickly for the winter sports season, which means that we should probably start talking about some of the games that we're going to be putting out on the air over the course of the next few months. Well, we do have uh, we do have a lot. Uh, starting on Saturday, we kick off our winter sports broadcast schedule with the finals from the Dennis Cotts Wrestling Memorial Tournament at Wadena Deer Creek. All right. Uh, those are scheduled to go roughly around 4 o'clock. It's a little... You know, it just kind of depends on how the rest of the tournament goes. But uh, you'll be able to listen to the finals of all those weight classes beginning around 4 o'clock on KWAD. And then we run, CJ, very, very busy four events a week through the second week of February. Uh-huh. Before we start getting into, uh, like, section wrestling, section hockey, um, girls basketball, not far behind that, with boys basketball then following. So... We got a lot. We got a lot on the calendar again this winter, and it all kind of begins this Saturday, which is really fun. Yeah, there's a a, a lot to uh, discuss. There's a lot of games. Uh, I've kind of gently looked at the schedule so far. I haven't quite taken that deep dive yet, or yep. at least not until this morning. Sure, yeah. And it's a it's a lot of stuff. There's going to be a lot of games, which is what we like doing. So I mean, it's it's like oh, I got to do another game this week. Okay, like fine by me. But I I mean. With we got a lot of stuff, and that's kind of what we've tried to do, and it's obviously going to help out the sports desk because we like to talk about the games that we do the day before. But uh, Corey, when it, I mean you're the one, you're the mastermind behind everything. So uh, when it comes to putting together the broadcast schedule, what do you kind of look for? How how do you put this thing together? Um, uh, uh, uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, fast and loose. <laughs> no, um, uh, the breakdown for this winter is going to be. There are um, two games a week on KWAD, mm-hmm. as uh, KWAD is the uh, host uh, or host site, I guess, for Wadena Deer Creek activities. So we'll have Wolverine Sports on KWAD throughout the entire winter, two events a week. Uh, on the fan, we will have a Staples Motley Cardinal game of the week. Uh, that will be a one a week there. And then on the Superstation K106, we'll have a regional game of the week. So that is our, like our simple breakdown of at least what's going on on each station throughout the uh, entire season. Um, we have close to a handful of boys hockey games for Wadena Deer Creek, close to a handful of wrestling events, and uh, just a little over uh, a handful of boys and girls basketball throughout the uh, regular season. In particular, uh, a couple, it's it's hard to look ahead when you're not even to December yet, mm-hmm. to the end of the, uh, towards the end of the regular season, but we do have um, a Henning at Wadena Deer Creek boys basketball game. That should be pretty good. Scheduled for February 6th. Uh, I s- would suspect those two to be towards the top of that Park Region Conference at the end of the season. I think if you talk to both of those coaches, they would expect to be in the mix at the end of the year as well. I think that's going to be a really fun one. As a matter of fact, um, uh, the week prior, we're going to have a Henning at Wadena Deer Creek girls basketball game. 
And that one's kind of fun because that is going to be an afternoon game so they can play that varsity game in front of the student body. So that's kind of a neat experience. If I remember correctly, CJ, you did one of those last year, correct? Yeah, yeah. We did one for the boys for Wadena Deer Creek and Bertha Hewitt. Mm-hmm. And I believe that they sh- that they might be doing that in Bertha this year. I'm not quite sure. I haven't taken a look at uh, each of their school's official sure. schedules. But yeah, like they get an opportunity to have the entire student body uh, just take an afternoon and they all get to be in the gym and be a little restless and get to have a full packed gym experience. It was really fun to get to be there in the thick of it. And so it's really cool that now they're getting to do that for the girls basketball team. And Henning is the team that agreed to do it with them this year. So it's going to be... It's going to be fun. That's a fun atmosphere for everybody to be in. And we talked about this at the time last year. Just really fun, too, to get a lot of those kids that may be the first time they get to watch a basketball game and kind of be their introduction into sports, which is uh, really impactful as well. And I I love the idea of the atmosphere like you just talked about. Um, one of the things that I that has started to happen more recently that I also really enjoy are these uh, girls and boys basketball doubleheaders mm-hmm. where they both varsity teams play in the same spot on the same night. I think that's really fun too because for the same reason you get a little uh, a few more people in the gymnasium. Um, friends get to watch each other. Right the the boys team gets to cheer on the girls and the girls. Girls, vice versa. Um, we have a couple of girls, boys, double headers on the air um, uh, uh, this year as well, and mm-hmm. I, I, I was re- look really look forward to those. The, it's it's a little different atmosphere, you know. Things get it's no one's fault, but sometimes on a Tuesday night in January, it is it's cold, man, and it's just hard. It's just hard to like gear up and drum up excitement for stuff like that. And when you have these double headers, it's just inherently in, and I uh, appreciate those too. Yeah, it's a good way to to kind of do that. Tuesday, January 9th, there's a girls and boys double header, Wadena Deer Creek at Monaga, that we're going to have right here on KWAD. And yeah, I mean, it's obviously there should be some good basketball games for both the boys and the girls, but. Uh, yeah, like you said, it just gets to have that fun atmosphere. There's just more people inherently in the gym. Things just, things are just a pretty good for a Tuesday night in January. All things uh, considered. So Sh- should mention uh, because you mentioned one, uh, Parker's Prairie at New York Mills girls boys basketball doubleheader Monday December 18th. All right, as they say in basketball and hockey and wrestling. Let's do that basketball, hockey, and wrestling. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Hey, speaking of doing that hockey, the Wild are 1-0 in the John Hines era. They get a 3-1 win at the XL Energy Center over the St. Louis Blues, snapping a seven-game winless streak. Yep. Uh, I'm sure that was completely the problem. All of the Wild's issues are completely fixed, and they will win every single game from here on out. I, I mean... Show me evidence that that isn't the case. I mean, right now, uh, based on this trajectory, they are going to go undefeated the rest of the season they might this might be the ultimate in-season turnaround that's ever existed they're going to go from 27th in a league of 30 to um aren't they up to 32 teams now though because they added ah, vegas and seattle ah, whatever whatever it's roughly 30 <laughs> i'm just i say 30 for every professional sports franchise because ah, it's give give or take it give or take um for it's uh, they're twenty seventh out of less than thirty five teams, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, they're gonna go undefeated the rest of the way. Yeah, they're yeah, sweep their way through the Stanley Cup playoffs, and it's gonna be the most lopsided, dominating 
boring season for everyone else in the entire league except for Minnesota Wild fans. They're going to do the twenty. They're going to do the twenty nineteen Blues, where they fired, I believe it was Mike Yo, and they ended up winning the cup later that year. So shout out Mike Yo. Shout out Mike Yo. So all without while, his efforts, <laughs> they would have never turned the corner they needed to to win the cup. Yeah, darn shame it didn't work for the Wild when they did that. Too bad, right? Too bad. Uh, it's kind of the thing when you fire a head coach and the team will inevitably win that first game after them in any sport because. Everybody kind of gets a little fire lit under them, and they're like, "Oh boy!" Like that somebody c- had to get blamed, but it could have easily been any of us. You can't fire all the players, but you can fire the coach. Is yep. pretty much how the adage goes. So that's kind of the thing: is does this consistently hold up, or is this just everybody? You know, like somebody gets fired at your work, and you're like, "Whoa! I better make sure I'm a little on. T- I better show up a few minutes early today, honey." Just uh, somebody got fired. I, I don't want to be the next guy that they're looking <laughs> to. Uh, so that's kind of how that that thing kind of shakes out for the. Timberwolves, uh, things are looking pretty darn good. Uh, and they were playing the Oklahoma City Thunder. Chet Holmgren made his hey, triumphant return what's up, Chet? to the Target Center where he got completely dominated in the block by yeah. Rudy Gobert, yep. uh, which shouldn't be a shock to anybody. It'd be shocking if it was the opposite. Uh, There's no surprises with Chet. Everyone knows everything that he can do. And um, we talked. We we were messaged back and forth a little bit last night, even and and uh, as, as I put it, his weakness is his weakness. Yeah, his physicality. He he's he's just scrawny. He, he's seven feet tall and weighs two hundred and five pounds. He's a toothpick, you know. Yep. Uh, but that's not even an indictment on Chet. It's just how good nope, Rudy. That's a bad matchup. It's just a bad. Rudy's just one of the best rim defenders in the NBA. And now we finally see like he trusts his defense. He trusts where he's at on the floor, where his guys are at. Yep. And overall, just a great performance. Anthony Edwards. The Wolves did not play a great first half, but they hung around. Anthony Edwards had like the first ten points for the Wolves coming out of the third quarter and. Uh, coming into the third quarter, and then he tries to go up on a drive. First of all, Anthony Edwards gets bullied every single time he goes into the low block. Shea Gregorius Alexander, or whatever his name is, for the Thunder, literally does this, Corey. He does this, and he gets a foul called on him. He just does a head bob. Yep. Uh, unbelievable whistles that the Wolves do not get to this day. It's it's um, uh, NBA officiating has a has a major problem. It's not just the Wolves. It is... I mean, people nationally are talking about it. Yeah. Uh, about how, you know, if if uh, if the offensive the, the number of times offensive players can initiate the contact and throw their head back mm-hmm. like they've been, um, you know, punched in the gut. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and then a defensive foul is called. It's just it's they, they have a huge problem. And I, other than just straight up fixing it, I don't know how they're ever going to fix it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and it, it, Shea Gregorius Alexander is like if Joel Embiid was a guard. Just envision it that way. Just the way that basically gets every single whistle. Uh, it's just so just for the, I'm I'm not I'm doing this just for you. Yeah, yeah. Gilgis. Gilgis, there yes. you go. Shea Gilgis. Gilgis. Ah, he's Canadian. I don't care. <laughs> uh, when they can actually beat the Wolves, I'll get his name right. Wow. Oh. And uh, so the Wolves end up winning, but Anthony Edwards goes up for a drive. He tries to go up for a, a dunk, actually. A guy tries to take a charge, and Anthony Edwards just basically goes flying, lands on his hip. Like, the full weight of his body lands on his hip after basically jumping all the way up to the rim. Yep. And... He tried to. He shot his free throws. He made one of them, and then tried to go down the floor a couple times. And basically, had to just walk over to the bench and tell Finch, like, "You got to call a timeout. Like, I can't." And so he went to the locker room, got iced up, did not return for the rest of the game. And on the broadcast, Jim Pete said somebody from the Wolves 
has to step up. Is it going to be Cat? Is it going to be Rudy? Is it going to be Kyle Anderson? Is it going to be Mike Conley? Corey, who was it? Well, <laughs> uh, uh, Troy Brown Jr., who, who? We, we know all know and love, had uh, 12 points in the fourth quarter to kind of take over some of the scoring. Um, I saw uh, Mike Conley Jr. played really well just as far as... We call him Bite like, Bite. Like, uh, yeah, just as far as being that um, steady ship mm-hmm. that they that they needed. It was a team effort. I saw some I saw some notes that were like he normally plays pretty limited minutes, kind of in that time frame, and um, from when from when Ant got hurt, whatever, just as like a normal rotation. And he came in at thirty six years old and just righted the ship, and that allowed then um, beloved Troy Brown Jr. To come in and, and drop a dozen in the quarter. Made a couple big threes. There was a point I made his free throws late. So did Cat. And Rudy, yep. of course, had the good rim defense. He talked about Conley being the leader. It was a team effort. Troy Brown Jr. gets the credit because he uh, he ends up scoring the points. But, you know, he had a couple good threes. He had a, he had a drive to Troy Brown Jr. late in the game. He tried to, like, force feed it to Rudy. And... Uh, it ended up being a turnover, and then the next time he gets the ball, it's like almost the exact same situation. I, I lean to my wife, who is just sitting in the game reading like a book on her phone because I'm just watching the game, and she like I just to her, she's not paying attention to me. Like he's got to just go and take it and go strong to the rim next time. Yep. And he does it. He goes strong to the rim next time, and I look at my wife and I'm like, "Yes, see, he did it." And she's like, "Wait, what did you say?" Yeah. Like I. Cool man. Like, cool. Awesome. Go. Great call. I'm gra- glad you had that. So I, uh, he just. He played well. Uh, so the Wolves are still number one in the West. The Thunder were number two. The Wolves do not get into the in-season tournament. Sacramento will do that. The Wolves, instead of getting to play games in that tournament, will instead draw the Memphis Grizzlies, who are one of the bottom teams in the West, and the official bottom team in the West, the San Antonio Spurs. But Wemby, baby. But Wemby. Um, Troy Brown Jr. from? I'm going to go Kentucky. Incorrect. Kansas. Incorrect, but you're moving in the in the right direction geographically. Uh, Kansas speaking. State. Nope. Now Oklahoma. Texas. No, no. Now you're going. Now you're going the wrong direction. I gotta keep going west. Yeah, keep going west. Go west, young man. Uh, USC. North. Uh, Gonzaga. South. South. Uh, God. <laughs> I want to just keep doing UCLA? this. UCLA. It's Oregon. Oregon. Ah. <laughs> That'll do her. Uh, 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 do we know the ant prognosis? I think basically just a bruised hip, but there's no official announcement yet. My guess is the Wolves play Utah on Thursday. My guess is they just say, you know what? We got this, Ant. You just take a breather sure, and we'll be okay. Uh, one last thing, Corey, before we let you get out of here. Uh, who's playing football for the Minnesota Golden Gophers in their bowl game? Um, not their true freshman running back who hasn't played a snap all season. He entered the transfer portal. Yeah, not their third string quarterback who has entered the transfer portal. Uh, or, but here's the thing: if you enter the transfer portal, are you for sure not playing? Is that how it works? I think. Why would you get hurt playing for a team you're already going to leave? Ethan Kaliak Manis, the Greek freak, is uh, entered the transfer portal. Ah, uh, well, that. Do you know who's left? Uh, their senior backup, Cole Kramer, the Wildcat quarterback. The senior backup—that's never good. Yeah, and then uh, a walk-on freshman. That's the quarterback room. Roll the boat. It's not great. All right, hold on. Before I go, think I can make it. Think I think you can. Uh, he's trying to do a behind-the-back pass to his. Uh, I got a mini hoop. Over the door mini hoop. 
Airball. Airball. Ah, darn it. I got to go. All right. Well, we thought he had it. He missed it by a mile. Uh, for those of you who could not see, it was uh, it was pretty embarrassing. But he's gone, so I can say that. All right. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, November 29th.